0: to the city church online this is where you get all the sermons that you might have missed or you might just want to listen to all over again please like subscribe remember to share and download this message come let us grow together in christ so today we continue in our sermon series called life in christ praise the lord for the past two weeks we have been going through this sermon series hmm? where our father's been, he introduced it and has been teaching us and reminding us of what we really are in Christ. There is something that has been purchased for us. There is a life that we are supposed to do what? To live. Second Peter chapter 1, verses 12. The Bible says, For this reason, I will not be negligent to remind you always of these things. Though you know and you are established in the present truth. So Peter is saying that he's not going to be negligible. He's not going to be negligent to remind his people of the present truth. So that means he was saying, I remind you always of these things, though you know them and are established in them. I don't know when we started talking about our life in Christ because literally every day we are talking about this life that we have attained in Christ Jesus. And yet, we still talk about it every single day. Why? Because we cannot assume that we have it. Until you see the manifestation of that which you have become, you do not give up. Praise the Lord. And He says that though you know them, yes, we know them. Like what I'm going to talk about today, it is something that you know. We sing it. We, 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 we recite it. We read about it. Some of us are experiencing it. But even then, we still do what? Talk about it. And some are established in the truth. So knowing the truth and being established in the truth are two different things. It is, ve- it is very okay to know. But being established is what makes you. Live that manifestation of what you have become. Praise the Lord. And today we are, some are knowing, and today some are being established in a present truth. And this truth is what? It is present. There is a past truth, but then there is also a present truth. The past truth is everything you know about yourself, about your family, all the things you remember, good and bad but there is a present truth that we have received and acquired in Jesus Christ and that truth is what Peter is talking about that we must be reminded in it and we must be established in it because that is who we are and last week we we started uh we were taught about the fact that we are blessed and it's not arrogancy praise the lord How many of us are blessed this morning? Today, our sermon title is, I am loved. But we're going to see what it means to be loved. And this is also part of the present truth. Mark chapter 5, verses 25 to 34. The Bible says, Now a certain woman had a flow of blood for 12, what? Years. And had suffered Many things from many physicians. She had spent all that she had and was no better, but rather grew worse. When she heard about Jesus, she came behind him in the crowd and touched his garment. For she said, if only I may touch his clothes, I shall be well. 29. Immediately the fountain of her blood was dried up. And she felt in her body that she was healed of the affliction. And Jesus, immediately knowing in himself that power had gone out of him, turned around in the crowd and said, Who touched my clothes? Praise the Lord. So in verses 31, he says, But his disciples say to him, You see the multitude throgging you, and you say, Who touched me? 32. And he looked around to see her who had done this. But the woman, fearing and trembling, knowing what had happened to her, came and fell down before him and told him the whole truth. And he said to her, daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your affliction. Praise the Lord. There's something I want to ask us. As we, read the, as we read the scripture, how many categories of people are in that scripture? There's the woman with the blood, with the flow of blood. Uh huh. There's Jesus. There's what? There's the multitude. And then? Then the disciples. There are about four categories of people in that story. Not so. And I have one question for you. Who of those people in the story do you think you are? Like when you look at that story... Where do you think? Where do you think you, you land? So we are reading another story in Matthew chapter 3. A scripture in Matthew chapter 3 verses 16 to 17. Hope they've told you. It is okay for a man to also be the woman with the issue of blood. If you feel her character represents you well. Praise the Lord. And he says in Matthew 3:16 to 17, when he had been baptized, Jesus came up immediately from the what? the water and behold, the heavens were opened to him. And he saw the spirit of God descending like a dove and a upon him. And suddenly a voice came from heaven saying, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. Praise the Lord. Again in this story, how many people are there? There is Jesus, uh huh. There is John the Baptist, eh, the Holy Spirit, and who? Eh, the, the voice is also a person. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Praise the Lord. And again, I ask among the people in this story, who do you think you are? So, in the first story, who were you? You were the multitude. <laughs> and in the second story, you are? In the second story, you are Jesus. But in the first one, you are the what? The multitude. Is that true for everyone? Or someone has over... (laughs) Praise the Lord. So why is it the woman with the flow of blood? eh? Why? Because Jesus told her daughter, your faith has healed you. So you want to be that woman that has faith, right? (laughs) So praise the Lord. Why is it that in the second scripture, it is so easy for you to recognize yourself in Jesus? Why? Because God has said that this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. So you kind of feel you're you're the beloved son in whom God is well pleased. But in the first story, you don't think you're Jesus because you don't believe that you can dispense power into another person to get healed. And you are part of the crowd that is following Jesus and they have no idea where Jesus is going. And the other is the woman with the flow because you feel like "Eh, if I become Jesus, who will heal me? Eh? And others say that you're the disciples. Why? Because you like to protect Jesus from the what? Eh? Who is talking about my Jesus? You get into arguments about those who talk about your what? What? your Jesus. Praise the Lord. You cannot be the woman with the flow of blood. Why? Because there is a present truth for you. That by his stripes you were healed. And now you are no longer the one being healed, but you are the one that heals. Praise the Lord. You have become a dispenser of healing. Praise the Lord. And then you are known the disciples. Why? Because now you have been rooted in Christ. You are a dispenser of power. There is power embedded in you. The Bible says that all authority in heaven and earth were given to Jesus and now Jesus transferred that very, very authority into your life. And the crowd, because no, you are not just going with the flow, but you have become the flow. Praise the Lord. Praise King Jesus. So every other definition of yourself other than Jesus himself is an inferior position for you if you claim to have given your life to Jesus Christ. Praise the Lord. The life in Christ is us living the life that Christ has given us. He says that when we give our lives to him, what does he do? He gives us his life and then we start to walk in that life. So if Jesus is a healer, then I am. A healer. If Jesus is a dispenser of power, then I am a dispenser of power. Some of us have dispensed some power, and we are not even aware that we have. Praise the Lord, because you are not aware of what you do. What you carry. Praise the Lord. Doctor T L Osborne always ta- always said in his sermons that Jesus is our model. Jesus is our inspiration. Praise the Lord. He is our inspiration to live life here on earth. Whatever Jesus did in the flesh, you too can do. And he says that greater things you will do than what Jesus did. And if God addresses Jesus as his beloved son. Remember, Jesus had done nothing at this point. 30 years he's living his life as what? As a man. Very little is recorded about his life. He comes for baptism. And as he's being baptized, God says to the entire crowd that was standing, that guess what? This one right here is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. Praise the Lord. So Jesus is the beloved of God. Jesus is the one that God loves. He says that I will give you my beloved son. And if Jesus is the beloved of God, then we too are the beloved of God, even before we do, I think. This love, we don't qualify for it. This love, we don't work for it. It is an unconditioned love. It is love that we freely receive because Jesus has given us the access to that love. Praise the Lord. So the Bible says, the Bible says in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verses 14 to 15. For the love of Christ compels us. For those that don't have Bibles, I'm sorry for you today. For the love of, God, of Christ does what? Compels us. In Christ, there is what? Love. In Christ, you are loved beyond love measure. God loved you before you even, before you were even born. He says your name is written in his palms. You are the apple of his eye. He loves us. So he says that in the love of Christ does what? Compels us. We judge thus that if one died for all, then all did what? Died. So if Jesus died, then we all did what? And he died for all that those who live should live no longer for themselves, but for him who died for them and rose again. Praise the Lord. The life we have in Christ, the life we have in Christ, we have attained it. Why? Because when Christ died, we died. And now our lives are hidden with Christ in God. So if God loves his son, And God backs up his son wherever his son needs backup. Then you also qualify for that backup. Praise the Lord. Romans chapter 5, verses 8. Romans 5, 8. The Bible says, but God demonstrates his own love toward us. He now demonstrates it. He does not just talk about how much he loves you like some boyfriends we know. Have you had those boyfriends? They love so much to talk about how much they love you. They have the language. They know how to put the lines together. Praise the Lord. Praise God, the gentleman in this house. You should write those letters, my dear. We need them. Please continue writing. But as you write, copy the example of God. Praise the Lord. And he says, God demonstrates his own love toward us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Not like these, these people who do what? Who wait for you to do a good thing for them to say how much they love you. The day they say they love you is when you have gone out of your way and done something. Until you do anything, no love for you. Praise the Lord. Until you do. Because for men, you have to earn the love. That's why Paul writes and says, husbands, love what? Your wives as what? Christ loved the what? Christ died when we were still sinners. Now you, you want perfect. You want the perfect cobbler. Cook. You are like what else? You want perfect before you can do what? You can love. But even when they do wrong, and we do a lot of wrong, we do a lot of wrong. But even when we do wrong, the Bible commands that what? Love. As Christ did what? Loved the church. Praise the Lord. I am telling you, you follow the example of Jesus, you will have the best marriage. Praise the Lord. We are are not talking about ladies because we are talking about love. We are talking about what? Love. So Christ loved you and I while we were yet what? Sinners. He agreed to come and die for you and I. He did not say, wait a minute, daddy. (laughs) Let them first do what? Stop sinning. And God is like, how will they? Sincerely, how will they? They have what? They have tried. Let us just do what? Have mercy. Praise the Lord. Even your wife, eh? Bambi, she has tried. She has tried to be what? That good wife. But that love that you extend when they don't expect it, hey, it does magic. Eh? it refuels you. Eh? And now the thing that was hard, somehow it is easy. Because you, you received a flower. Praise the Lord. I am telling when God wanted to save the world, he tried the other way. And the children of Israel tested that kind of way. It was not a nice way. Where he came, he used his position as God to come and save the world. And when he came on the mountain, Instead of the Israelites clapping because the Father is talking to them, they were terrified, and they told Moses, "Ah, go back to what? And if we, are, and if we, are, if God approaches any of us like that, praise the Lord. But God won our hearts back by loving us, that while we were yet still sinners, Christ." for us. That at whichever point in your life, your eyes are opened to this love, you will find it ready for you. Your salvation is assured when this light shines upon you. Praise the Lord. Praise King Jesus. So God loved us. Even when Jesus pleaded with God to take the cup away from him, you remember in the garden. Don't think the price that Jesus paid was, a, was an easy price. Remember he was God, but he also had flesh. He felt the pain of what was about to happen to him. He felt the pain so much that he even started to shed blood. You, in your struggle against sin, Hebrews says, you have not reached to the point of shedding blood, have you? I remember one time when I was in school. I have a friend of mine. Actually, it's Henry Mugoloma. And I had issues. I don't know whether high school... Me in high school, I had many issues. Eh? I was battling many things. I don't know why you, when you become a teenager, everything comes at you like a mighty rushing wind. <laughs> Praise. So be merciful to teenagers. If you haven't been one, you be harsh to them. Eh? That's when you realize that you... You have feelings for, and you know you're not supposed to do what? And you have to do what? Deal with it. Praise the Lord. So, I battled with something. Every time we go for camp, eh? Me, my experience for camp is really condemnation. I never looked, when when I reached an age where I could decide whether to go for camp or not, I never went back for camp. Because every time we went to camp, We had these pastors who will come. And the teaching those days was not the teaching of these days. They will talk about what you do and you feel like God is about to tear me apart. And yet, when you came the last camp, you repented. And you felt forgiveness. You you went back and you did not do anything for about a month. And after one month, you wonder where, where all the teaching left. Your head is empty. You don't remember anything. And now you come back and they're teaching about the same thing. And I remember I wrote to him and I told him, you know what? Salvation is your heart. I need a break. I need a break because I was done with the, all the condemnations that were going through. So he says to me a scripture, I'd never read that scripture in Hebrews, that in your struggle against sin, have you fought to the point of shedding blood? I, I was like, no. So what's up? Chill, relax. Someone has shed that blood for you. And that is who? Jesus Christ. Praise the living God. So he says that even he cried in the garden and told his dad, can this cup be taken away from me? And God turned a deaf ear to his son. You know, Jesus is one of the people that lived on this planet earth that made effective prayers. There is nothing that Jesus prayed for that did not happen. But at this one moment... This particular moment, that prayer was not effective. And the reason it was not effective is because it was going against God's love for you and I. Praise the Lord. There is no way he could let his son not die. Why? Because he had you in mind. In as much as he loved Christ Jesus, he also did what? He also loved me. And he says, no matter what you are going through, my dear son, the grace is sufficient. Praise the Lord. And Jesus was a very quick son. He says, not my will, but yours. How many of us are you with God? When he says something and you're like, no God. He says the grace is sufficient. Like, no, 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 not for me. For somebody else. Praise the Lord. He had the power to end it. He had the power to do what? To end it. That's why the disciples were confused. Because they were like, this man calms the storms. He heals the blind. Why is he quiet? Why are they beating him like a stupid thief? And he's all quiet. He can freeze the whole world. But Jesus at the back of his mind, he had something to fulfill. The will of his father. The desire of his father. The desire that you and I will also become like him. Praise the Lord. So he had to go all the way with the suffering. Praise Jesus. So the thing is, I have what I have not because I earned it. Not because I have what it takes to have it. I have what I have because I am loved. God's love for me is overwhelming. One man called it reckless. God is not a reckless father, but his love for you is that reckless. That while you were yet a sinner, he came and died for you. And he knew that the power of his love will one day, one day, draw you to himself. God is not a God of condemnation. That's why Romans would say, there is there for now. No what? No condemnation for those who are what? In Christ Jesus. There is no condemnation. When God comes at you, he comes with only love. Even when you are wrong, God is not condemning you. He's instead loving on you. Because that is who he is. Praise the Lord. So you are loved, whether you know it or not. You are highly favored. Whether you understand that or not. It is a present truth that we live in. And it says that in him we live. In Christ we move. And in Christ we have our what? Our being. We are loved beyond any man, what any man can explain. Praise the Lord. In Galatians chapter 5 verse 6. The Bible says, For in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision or uncircumcision avails anything, but by faith working through love. In Christ, where? In Christ Jesus, where our lives are hidden, who we have become, he has become the model that we emulate. He says in him, there is neither circumcision or, un- or uncircumcision. Now for the Jews that Paul was writing to, circumcision had become a ritual. It had become a way of qualification among the Israelites. So whoever was uncircumcised was not qualified for the love of God. That's where you remember when, when David was fighting against Goliath, he was like, who is this uncircumcised who? Philistine. Like, who are you oh uncircumcised Philistine to come against the children of God who have been what? Circumcised. Praise the Lord. But he says in Jesus Christ, it is no longer about your circumcision. It is no longer about who is circumcised and who is not. It is just a grace. It is just the love of God that qualifies us for everything in Christ. Circumcision was an outside performance that showed your dedication to the Lord. So for us here, it is not circumcision, but the many things that we do, we think that qualify us to be loved by God. So he says that it does not matter how much you do. Your performance is not the qualification for the love of God. But the love of God is what we receive. But it is the working of faith through love. Praise the Lord. It is the working of what? Faith through love. The truth is until you encounter the love of God, you will never live the fullness of your life. Why? Because the love of God gives us acceptance. It gives us confidence to move in him. It gives us confidence to talk about him. It gives us confidence to receive from him. So if you are not convinced about the love of God, you know what will happen to you? You will always try to please God. You will always do what? You will work so hard. You will serve so hard. You will dedicate yourself so hard. You will pray so hard. You will fast so hard. Praise the Lord. But we are loved even before we did anything. God loved us. Even before you serve, God loves you. Your service is not what qualifies you. But it is the love of God in Christ Jesus. This is a present truth that we all must be rooted in. We are loved. His love for us is everlasting. Before time began, he loved you. Before you did anything, he loved you. Before you were born in your mother's womb, he knew you. His love for you goes beyond what any man can explain. That's why when his son had to die, God did not say no. Please stop, they don't deserve it. But God himself suggested it and said that I send you my son and whoever believes in him shall not die but we'll have everlasting love, life. Praise the Lord. So this morning, I don't know how many of you are moving in doubt about the love of God, are questioning whether really God loves me or he doesn't. Sometimes it feels like he loves other people more than you. And the reason it feels that he loves more, other people more than he loves you is because these people have received that love. And because they've received that love, then they begin to live the life of who? Of Christ. So today, all you have to do to live in this present truth is receive the love that is freely given for you. Receive the son, Jesus Christ. And he says, once you receive him, then you walk in the newness of life, which is the life that we live in Christ. So you are loved. Tell your neighbor, I am loved. I am not just bragging about it. I am the righteousness of God. I am the beloved child of God. He loves me more than anything. Your de- People's definitions of you do not matter. What God says you are is what matters every single day. And that's why Peter will say, will not be negligent to remind you of this truth. Why? Because we know many times life does what? Happens. And when life happens, you begin to forget that you are the beloved of God. When situations, storms come your way, you begin to doubt whether God really loves and cares about me. And the truth is, he loves you and he cares about you. The, The The sign that shows how much he loves you is what he did for you by sending his son to die for you while on the cross. So every time you feel unloved, remember that God demonstrated his love for you. That while you were still a sinner, Christ died for your sins. Praise the Lord. So as we end this morning, this life in Christ is only effective when we receive Jesus Christ by faith. Because the life is in Christ. And only those who are in Christ qualify for this love. This love is for those that have received and believed Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. So I want to give a chance to someone in this place. Who has not yet received Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. To come and enter the love. To come And be loved by the king of kings. Praise the Lord. He says when you hear these words, do not harden your hearts like your fathers. But run and receive the father. It does not matter who has rejected you. It does not matter who says you're not good enough. Men will always ask for qualifications for their love. But God loves us the way we are. And when we receive him, then we are able to walk in this life that is freely given to us. So Heavenly Father, I want to thank you so much this morning. That you have loved us beyond measure. You have loved us beyond what we can think or what we can comprehend, oh God. Father, we love you, the Lord, even in our confusion, even in our weaknesses. Lord, even in our inabilities, Father, even in our lack, my master king of glory, you have loved us. And every single day, you call us out, my Lord, and you desire that we may receive this love. So, Father, I pray for every man and every woman in this place, oh God, that Lord, today, my Father, they will receive that love. That everyone who is walking in doubt, my Father, that this love will circulate their hearts, oh God. That they will leave this place knowing one thing, O oh God, that my God loves me. That no matter what I've done, he loves me. I may not have everything I need, but God loves me. And he has demonstrated this love for me, that while I am still even in my sin, his son died for me. Father, we thank you and we give you all the glory. For in the mighty and glorious name of our Lord Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. This audio sermon has been brought to you by the City Church. We would love to hear from you. Please contact us on 0706-332-572 or 0776-579-679.